Welcome to No Challenges Remaining at the French Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg, here to bring you an update on the first couple rounds that we've had here at the French Open. It's been a decently eventful but not crazy start to this Grand Slam, but a few things have happened, and we as always want to keep you up to date with all the sounds that we can bring from the highlights from the press side of things, at least after the players leave the tennis courts. And by far the most dramatic leaving of the tennis courts so far happened in the second round match here on Thursday evening on court two between Alizé Cornet and Tatiana Maria. Cornet went down with what looked like cramps uh, and got treatment for much of the match, and Maria was not pleased with how it all went. She came into press very quickly after the match, still emotional, uh, starting to tear up a bit, and shared her thoughts on Cornet and the whole situation. Here that is. Tatiana, obviously you were upset with her after the match. Just what, what did you say to her? Uh, that it's not fair play what she did. It's uh, easy. And I'm still agreeing like this, so it's not fair play what she did. That's all what I say. What do, you, what do you think she did that wasn't fair? Because she had cramps. She takes the physio for her for her left leg because her right leg was cramping and she's telling the physio a story of her left leg. And she gets a 15-minute uh, break between. It's not... Uh, for me, that's not fair play. After she's telling me I will, I'm not fair play, uh, I don't know where this girl is in which world. Have you, have you ever had a match like that before? You obviously are still pretty upset. Have you had matches like that before where players have done that, or is this a, a worst behavior? You've I don't seen? remember that I had a worst match than this today, no. Do you think the chair umpire should have done something different? Yes, for sure. The chair umpire, she started. I mean, it's, uh, everybody's telling us 20 seconds uh, time between the points, and uh, she gives a one warning, and uh, after she's not doing anything, and uh, it's her job to say, okay, time violation, you have to play. You play or you don't play. There, there's, it's the rule. So it's not, uh, you cannot change the rule like this. Did you talk to the umpire? Yes, I told her, but she said, yeah, I know, I know. What she said, I, I know. Yeah, I know, but uh, she's not doing anything, so... Do you think the crowd affected the, the way the Champire was... Because obviously it's a French tournament. For sure, I mean, the crowd, uh, they are not stupid. So after 20 seconds, they started to clap. So the umpire, she couldn't do anything because it was more of the crowd. So, no, but... Can, can, can uh, could you ask for a supervisor to come on court? Anyway, I tried already to focus on my game because I got the... Uh, 10 million things. Uh, have, have, you, have you played her before and it was like this? Or was it, was it a surprise that she did this for you? No, I don't know. For sure, she. we know all that she's maybe sometimes doing the show, but that she's doing it like this. Uh, it's crazy. Did Elise say something to you? She told me after that I'm not fair play. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't want to ask her because I don't want to speak with her anymore. It's going to be crazy. A much more upbeat press conference was had after the first round win of Naomi Osaka. And unlike in Australia, she attempted this time to answer questions in Japanese. Though she represents Japan, she's not exactly comfortable with the language, as you can tell here, in this totally endearing effort to try to speak with the reporters from the country she calls her own. I mean, it's entirely up to you. Ooh, yeah, let's try this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've, okay. 
日本語でお願いします。えっと対戦相手のオスタペンコ選手のプレーについてどう感じたか、戦ってみてどう感じたかを教えてください。Um, <laughs> no, because I want to answer in English, but I'm trying to. Okay, here we go. Um, Kanojo wa honto ni tsuyoi no omotta. Dakero. Ah, dakero. Um, like, watashi no kimochi janai. How do you say, like, if I focus on myself? Shuchu? Shuchu? Shuchu shiten no. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was? Thank you. Okay, so like if I was, um, she's strong, but if I like focused on myself, then was that even your question? Ah, like she has a good backhand, and like everything was steady. She mustn't. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
I had to stop with him, and uh, this, yeah, it's it's doesn't help, you know, because uh, uh, let's say the first two years I was very attached to Gunter because we were uh, we had a really close bond, you know, and and close relationship, and now when when something like this happens, it's doesn't get you extremely motivated, you know, but uh, sometimes changes are good, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try this change now, here, and yeah, maybe maybe it even got me a little bit more motivated, a little bit more pumped, you know, a little bit more excited, so okay, now I have to prove again something to somebody, to myself, I don't know, I just I didn't figure out it, but yeah, it's, it's up and down, but uh, to answer your question about life, it's too long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the difference. And just looking back at the last couple of years, after you got the top ten and it sort of started start slipping pretty quickly after that, is that more physical or, or mental? With re- Looking back in retrospect now at, at where things sort of started slipping after that great run here, because nothing really followed well, it. Uh, yeah, if you want to analyze what happened two years ago, we can shortly, you know, after, after the semifinal here, it was a mistake to go and play next week Queens. I remember that everybody who was semi-final that year lost first round on grass. Mm. I think it was, uh, I think Andy lost, I think uh, Nadal lost, and Novak was the only one who didn't play. He ended up winning uh, Wimbledon that year, you know, so uh, I don't say that I would win Wimbledon, you know, but it was the wrong decision for me to, to continue and to go the next day's track uh, to, to play on grass. I had to give myself rest through that. I also, after Wimbledon, it started the first time, it was two years ago, the, the shoulder problem. And then, yeah, it went a little bit downhill. I didn't practice enough because of the shoulder, and still, by confidence and by playing well, you know, I made some results. I made semifinal in St. Petersburg. I got some points there, you know, but it was still I wasn't uh, able to, to compete on the same level as I did the first half of the year, uh, where I lost one tournament, I think, in Miami, where I lost uh, sooner than quarterfinal. How was, how was getting up to that hop, you know, Grand Slam semifinal, the spotlight, all the attention of that? And having that all go away or, or fade, how does that, that change your perspective? Yeah, on but I was a couple of times sport? already on the spotlight, and a couple of times it's already faded. So it wasn't the first time I was here. I was U.S. Open fourth round when I was 18, 19, barely. I was quarterfinal here when I was I don't remember which year was it, 2021, 20, playing Novak in quarterfinal. Uh, so it was similar kind of spotlight, and then uh, also it's so I, I know spotlight, I know fading away, I know playing center court, I know playing uh, court 18 here when nobody cannot even bring you to court, where where your coaches don't get a seat on the court, you know. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You talked a little bit there about having been up and down before and the highs and lows in your career. Have you gotten? You think you've gotten better at managing that? About just knowing that tennis can be a, a roller coaster, and you just have to sort of hang on and know that. After the down will come an up, and after the up will come a down, yeah, and things like that. Yeah, you get you get better in this with age, with experience, but still, it's very tough when you're down to to, to turn it around. And uh, it's it's even more tough when I don't want to you know cry about it. I don't want to put all the blame just on that, you know. But it's been really not easy for me with the with the hand, with yeah. the shoulder, and with the wrist. It this is what brings you down, you know. Because when you want to practice, you know, uh, and I know for me it's not a, it's no other. Because every player is different, and, and but for me it's no other possibility how to play good if I don't put five, six hours on the tennis court. Because if I work fitness-wise, you know, I, it's it's not the work which I like to do. I like to do the work on court, you know, to do drills on court, to do agility, strength, like everything on court. And this is what makes me better. And when I can't do it, you know, this is this is what gets in in your head, you know, when you're 
couple of weeks, you know, not not preparing the way you should, you know, then you go on matches and you know that you you're not hitting the ball well and yeah. you cannot practice. So this is yeah, it's not. It's it's fa- I mean, it's fair to say just like I could, because of that, I think some people refer to you as sort of like a confidence player. Like confidence is a bigger factor for you than maybe for most. So when you have it, you're kind of unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, it can go the other way pretty fast. Probably that, yes. That, probably. You see that in yourself? Probably yes, but this is something which I. Uh, I'm, I think I'm a very uh, difficult player to deal with from a coach perspective because, um, and I understand it and I try to work on it, it's because that I find uh, small flaws in everything. I'm a perfectionist in my game, you know, I'm a perfectionist in the feeling which I have and if something is a little bit wrong, a little bit mis uh, hit there and here and there, you know, and then suddenly it, it starts to break, it starts to play with my confidence, you know, but it shouldn't. You know, because still I can make serve, I can make backhands. You know, if if I miss hit one or two forehands, uh, it shouldn't get to my head as it does sometimes. You know, so this is this is what I have to. Uh, you're right that I'm a confidence player, and I have to work on this to 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 become better. You know, just to to not pay attention to these small small things. You mentioned coaching after how things ended with Gunther. I'm wondering if you think that it's impossible long-term for uh, players to share a coach. You're saying a lot of it was scheduling issues. Me, he had to be with Dominic. I mean, two players who are especially yes. playing different levels right now in different ter- different parts of the rankings, different tournaments. Is that just not sustainable? This is a good question, and uh, in, I don't want to I don't want to say about about any situation because maybe some some people can do it, but in, in our particular situation, there was no chance to continue. No chance because also. You know, my character is in a way that uh, I don't. Uh, I understand that sometimes, you know, uh, I need to be on the on the second place or even the third place in somebody's interest, you know. But I, okay, but not for let's say half a year or one year, yeah. you know, and not when I'm 27 years old. You know, when you're 19, 20, you know, you're growing up. Okay, you're going as a player, then you can swallow certain things, you know. But now I don't have enough time already to swallow. You know, I need to. Uh, you use this. For I, mean, I have this four or five years left, you know, where I where I want my physio to be with me 100%, my my coach to be 100%, and this is what I have to do, you know. So it was decision based on my interest purely. You you're in a in an age where a lot of the players your age and I guess younger haven't been able to break through that much in uh, in the tour. I know there's a stat that like Djokovic is 29 now, and he's the youngest guy who's won a Masters. Which I think is pretty incredible. Mm. So just like I guess the, being part of this generation behind that group is it been fresh? Do you feel this like collective? I guess maybe you feel like you're in the same generation as Djokovic a little bit, but do you feel this sort of collective that this older group still isn't leaving and there's kind of openness or nothing behind, which may be good or bad if there's room to go up? I don't know. I mean, just something you've. I'm very. I never in my life uh, thought in a, in a, in a collective kind of way of thinking you know I never yeah. put myself inside of some kind of collective of a yeah. generation of a country of a region whatever so very difficult for me to answer this and uh, I think that, that these guys who are on the top you know they, they, they reached it you know and, and then they're doing uh, a lot of things right you know and then they have the possibilities to do them right you know they have the the money to back it up, let's say, because everything costs, you know, physio costs, massage guy costs, uh, uh, coach costs, another assistant coach, you know, it's a big thing, you know, to have uh, two or three tennis coaches, you yeah. know, which I don't really understand, you know, uh, but 
maybe because I'm not experienced enough, but uh, yeah, you can back it up and then you just build build everything up, 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 you know, and guys Rich like... Rich get richer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and you know, and, uh, and then when you're ranked like 30, 40, 20, you know, you still need to think about uh, your, your bills, you know, you're not earning a crazy amount of money, you can you can make a decent living, you know, but you then you're going to really think, okay, which coach I'm going to take, who's going to travel with me, and et cetera, et cetera, you know, and all these things, uh, uh, they, they help the top players a lot because they have a strong team around them, and even when they when they're in a bad shape or something, they get out of these uh, dumps very fast. You know, yeah. one two tournaments and they're back. You know, they're back because they they did the work. You know, and for example, if you're traveling alone like I did, you know, for a period of time, you know, then uh, okay, I'm in a dump. You know, and then okay, how do I get out of out of it? You know, and, and, and trust me, it's not the easiest thing. You know, to go and practice when you have pain. You know, and and, and not like physical pain, not, not like in pain of, of being sore or tired, you know, but like uh, something which is uh, No, 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 which is really bothering me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Physi physical, but not in a way that you're tired, you know, right. just, just uh, an injury, sure. Injury pain, you know, and, and, and to, to go and practice from, from that moment it's, it's difficult. Thank you, Ernie. That's it from us from Paris for today. See you soon. Au revoir.